When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One last thing, and then we're going to go here. As far as Bryce Young is concerned, I cannot say this, you know, for myself, and I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment. We are totally confident in that pick. Okay, I think the people that made that pick first, um, you know, would be totally confident in that. Um, You know, some of them you could ask. Okay. Um, And I think the, um, and, and for me, I'm totally confident in agreeing with that pick. Thank you. All right, so that was uh, David Tepper on Tuesday defending the Panthers taking Bryce Young number one overall. Welcome. The last thing he said was defending the pick. Like, yes, we're we're in lockstep on what we did. Yep, yep. It's the All-City, All-NFL podcast. Our Wednesday edition, the great Baldy, Brian Baldinger, I'm Anthony Gargano, cuts as uh, we hang out. So let's talk about this for a second, because, look, at the time, I I thought that Bryce Young was probably the most, the safest, Mm -hmm. had the the best floor Mm -hmm. of all the quarterbacks. Now, you know, you wondered about, you know, what what C.J. Stroud could be, but you weren't sure. Nobody thought he would be this polished. Nobody even close to see what, what's what's there. He's, he's advanced. He's an advanced student. You know, um, but we all thought that Bryce Young, Alabama, uh, he was a guy that was seemed always in control. I, I Quite frankly, I, I'm surprised that he struggled this month. Well, the team around him isn't very good. Now, he's been sacked 40 times. He's thrown it less than 400 times. So he's been sacked almost one every nine dropbacks. Now, some of it is him holding the ball. He's got one legitimate threat that he throws to. That's stealing. Uh, he's got Mingo, who's a young rookie. Like yeah, they just kind of integrated him. Through, so yeah, you know, like no the, running game. Well, you know, they, they brought in Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard, and they thought they were going to be able to run the ball, but they find themselves behind in so many games. They got you know, they got to throw to kind of stay in the game. And you know, I just think that the one thing that does looks glaring to me is he's in shotgun all the time. All right, in part because he is he he doesn't have a big frame. Yeah, and he's got to be able to see. I mean, that was always it, diminutive. Can he find the windows like Kyle and Murray and being able to work the windows? That's always been yeah. – that was it. But you thought but you thought that, you know, size today's game, while you still want it, mm-hmm. right? Josh Allen's Josh Allen for a reason, yeah. right? But today's game, you thought, well, you know what? Guys that can move like that can find he had windows. great He had great feet and great suddenness at Alabama. Yeah. And it seemed like it wasn't a factor. But when you watch him right now, he looks small out there. He does. You know? Yeah. And so now, like, I'm not writing an epitaph on him. Like, I want to see him – I want to see the team build around him. I do think there's things you can do that Frank Reich really did not do. And I don't want to pretend like I know the whole offense. I, I don't. 
But like there is, there are the RPOs. There are more movements that you can do. There are certain things you can do to take advantage of his quickness and his size and give him easier, cleaner reads. You know, he's, he's completing a small, low percentage right now. Um, but he, he's been hit a lot from, from really from this summer, you know, during uh, preseason games, he was hit a lot. So I'm not saying that's affecting him or anything like that. But what we haven't seen is any kind of growth. We no. haven't seen an arc. And you, you, can, you can stay the course if you're seeing improvement. You might not see it in wins and losses, but you can see it in certain plays or growth. Now, I pulled like 10 plays. Well, let's Sunday's go to game. them because, listen, the one thing we do here is we watch a lot of tape. We watch a lot of film because, you know, our buddy Jaws always says the eye in the sky never lies. And let's look at it. Let, let's look at them. Uh, here we go. This is the first play of the game. Yeah. First play of the game right here. All right. I mean, it's just a they're out of pistol formation. It's a play action to Miles Sanders, and he gets out on the edge, and he makes this throw to Mingo. It's a great throw. I mean, it's a great throw on the move. Um, He's got Mingo's space. dragging across the formation. All right, and Bryce's eyes are up, and he we'll hits look him. At him. You, you know, he's got you know all the windows in the world. It's an easy throw. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. but he pulled the trigger, and the ball went where he wanted it to go. Yeah. So you know, then you get a third down and four here. All right, and you got a bunch formation up at the top, three by one set. All right, and Tennessee doesn't blitz. All right, and they're just playing the zone coverage on it. They run this these crossers here against zone. It doesn't really do you any good. But I thought he missed a tight end right here. I thought he's got yeah. Tremble uh, on the cross Flashing right there. Open, yeah. Like, that's all you need right there. You, you yeah. hit him on the move, but he's not really looking at him. So I don't know what the – like, it's a th three receivers to the left. And he's not really looking there. So then he breaks the pocket, and he does get out of harm's way, and he picks up the first down, scrambles for 11 yards. But it didn't look like it was a necessary run. You know, like Tennessee's got a good front. They run a twist stunt. It's look, he's well got, he's got the window right here. It's, yeah. it, and he's look, not even looking at him. Like the, the tight end's looking right back at him. It's yeah. third and four. It's yeah. a first down throw. And you, you just wonder, like, what he is looking at. Yeah. Because – and then he drops his eyes, then he takes off. Okay. Yeah. So he got the first down. But still, you're kind of like, he missed the read. The read is right there in front of him. They ran the play for him. Um, like here, he's going through his progressions. His right tackle is kind of beat inside. Guard picks him up. He, he trusts the protection. He makes a, he makes a throw to this tight end. Uh, like, it's a great throw in the middle of the field. I mean, he's well covered, but he puts it right on him. Um, like, you can see him. Out. He's taking a quick look, but the throw is perfect. Yeah, it's a good throw. Good throw in the middle of the field. A lot of traffic. A lot of but, traffic. Yeah. And then, you know, his other one of his receivers, DJ Chark. So here he is. Every single play so far has been shotgun. Uh, that's all you see out of him. Right. So Tennessee has a five-man rush. But he stays in the pocket, makes a good throw and an in-cut. You can see, like, the inside receiver here is taking all the uh, all the traffic with him. So it clears good it up. Good protection. It's a, it's a good pocket. Yeah. Well, I, their offense line is – look, I don't think Icky is playing great. But it's not like you want to – you know, like I think him and Tyler Moten – or Taylor Moten are good are good players, but the pocket's good. Yeah, I mean, look at it. Yeah, he's got a perfect window to throw too. Yeah, and he makes a and he makes a good throw. It's a good throw against like you know like uh, it's good coverage. And I will say this because I've seen him at times his mechanics are sloppy. 
like throwing off his back foot. Well, sometimes you have to, right? Nah, but sometimes he he's he, it's almost like a, an NFL stuff that you can do at college that you can't do at this level. It seems to be biting him. But there, you know what? You know he's, he's not really following through here. No, he's not <laughs> no, stepping he's, into it. No, he's not stepping he's into that throw. He's, he's got away. a good pocket. Now here's here's an issue. Like he's fumbled six times. He's lost four fumbles. Like Arden Key beats him, beats the left tackle here clean. Okay, so. Like, wow, he's got yeah. no feel right yeah. here as Arden Key has turned the corner on him. He starts to roll out. So, they got three receivers. Like, they're, they're flooding three levels here all to the one side. So, it's it's just a like a flood to the right at three different levels. So, he's really got – you can take – it's a first down throw. You can throw to the short man right here and pick up five yards. Yeah, but w- w- to your point, though, he's not feeling the pressure. He doesn't feel the pressure at all. Uh you know, like he, he he's feeling from the standpoint that he's moving, all right. Yeah, but he. But right now, it. you can yeah. make that throw. You can make that throw. And how many times have we seen? You know, once you once you feel it. Look at Alabama. He was protected. You know, like expensive China. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is like Keeb wins. Okay, he beats Icky, no doubt. All right, but like he doesn't feel him at all. No, look at it. And. Yeah, he's way too late on that. Way late. And yeah, that's bad. It looks bad. He's slow to get up. Nobody's around him. Yeah, uh, it's just it's a bad look. Um, here, you know, you got uh, you got a third and two. All right, you got third and two. There's you know, you, the the half's running out. You like to just not really a very a throw with good conviction. Well, that's what we're talking about. I mean, that's pro- that's a problem. Yeah, he doesn't step not, into it. He's yeah. like, he, like that. That let me step in. He's not doing that. Yeah, like this is his, with authority. Look at that. What's that? What kind of throw is that? Snap release, but there's no. Let, let me try, let me try to get it out as quick as I can. Yeah, I mean, there's the, the, the pocket's not an issue. It's well blocked. Oh, I mean, look at it. He's got a great lane, great yeah. throwing lane. Windows wide open. I mean, look, the, the receiver's covered. McCreary is all over him. Why but why aren't you going off of him? Mm. I mean, that's another issue. But here's a good throw. Here's third and ten right here. All right. 17-10 game. Anybody's ball game. That's what it, yeah. yeah. Like he's just like funky. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. it's a check down to Hubbard. Yeah. I but mean, like the throw, I mean, come on, we just watched Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen go at it on I Sunday. Know. It's hard like, it's hard to watch it. I mean, look at that. Look at that throw. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of ooh. I mean, come on, man. Give me something. I don't know. Like, he's hopping. Yeah. He's not even stepping. He's, like, hopping. Yeah, Andrew, get that play. Yeah. Yeah, that's – I mean, again, listen. I, I – they need weapons, and he needs to find himself. I mean, here he takes – Like, I don't know what the, why these two receivers are, like, basically in the same spot, like – yeah. Like, there's no place to go with the ball. There's no answer to it. And I always – like, it, when I see a quarterback and he's, like, looking around, like, like look, Danico Autry's going to win here, all right, fast. There's no chance to do anything right here. Like, he wins inside over the left guard. And so there's really – like, this is one of the 40 sacks. He was sacked four times, fumbled, uh, you know, against Tennessee. But, like, he has no chance right here to do anything. But even if he did, even if he had a pocket, you go, okay, it's basically 
Like, who's winning here? Nobody. Nobody's winning. Nobody's really looking as, for as the much ball. As you, you know, listen, we, we, as much as we're critiquing what Bryce Young is, I mean, their offense is, is dreadful. I yeah. mean, it's, they, don't, they need playmakers. They're, they're designed. Like, we, we laud the Eagles, you know, play design. I mean, this Carolina offense is, is it's I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's at the bottom. It's at the bottom of the charts. Yeah. So, you know, what? So you, you have to, first of all, you can't bail. No. You can't bail on the kid. No, you can't. Um, but, you know, he has, he has played 11 games. He started 11 games, you know, so he's been, he's, he's been healthy enough. Uh, that was a concern. Okay. So he's surviving out there. Um, you know, he's, you know, he, he doesn't have a lot of splash plays. Let's face it. Like they're not a high scoring offense. We know all that stuff, but here's the problem that, and I heard this in a press conference and I've heard people talk about it and they do it all the time when there's a coaching change and we got to do something with the quarterback. Let's just say Lincoln Riley, let's just say Lincoln Riley wanted to come to the NFL. I'm, not, I'm just throwing them out there. I'm not trying to bait you here. <laughs> but let's just say, I'm just throwing Lincoln Riley because everybody knows who he is. And he's worked with all these, you know, first-round picks. And Caleb Williams is going to be a first-round pick. So you go, all right, let's just say you hire Lincoln because he thinks he can get the best out of that quarterback, like they did with Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Like, but what about the other 52 guys? Let's just say you do fix the quarterback. Well, are the other 52 guys listening to you? Like, that's my, that's my problem with that philosophy. All right, well, we'll get the coach in here that can fix the quarterback. All right, well, what if he's not a head coach? What if he can't lead men? What if he isn't a guy with a vision? What if he just, like, knows how to coach a quarterback? Oh, I mean, listen, you bring up Kingsbury, and that's kind of what played out in Arizona. I, I mean, Cliff's I, a great offensive mind. Like, it's all about offense. But sometimes these OCs that are – you know, so and, and they're some of them really creative and really brilliant, but you know, to be a head coach, I, I'll be honest with you. And this is going to sound weird, but I genuinely like my co- head coaches to be either from the defensive side of the ball or from the special teams. I just think you you were able to to kind of drink in the whole thing and then connect get, with more players, right? And then you get. You know, get, listen, Andy Reid's an offensive guy all the way, all, all day long. But, you know, there's a lot of guys. Harbaugh comes from the special teams. Mm-hmm. Tomlin comes from special teams, right? There's a lot of guys come from well, the defensive. He was a defensive back coach. But he also was special teams, too. And and the, the defensive side of the ball, like mm-hmm. those guys, Belichick, mm-hmm. like those guys, mm-hmm. you know, usually have a, a, a bigger, you know, they're more, le- they're more leader. Like sometimes – those OCs are so like almost like I feel like not on the spectrum because that's not you know but it, they're so in their head. No, but, but I'll throw a name out there and you tell me what you think. Yeah. Like I think Todd Munkin's doing a good job, okay, in Baltimore. Totally. Like they're nine and three. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback is playing well. Yeah. They're still running the ball at yeah. a high rate yeah. more than any other team in the league. Yeah. They haven't changed that. But Zay Flowers, a rookie receiver, is playing great. Yeah. You know they've worked in this rookie Keaton Mitchell. You just go. No, he's been a. He's been a coordinator at a high level in Cleveland, Tampa, different places. He's been a head, you know, he's been a high level coordinator at Georgia, you know. So he's got a lot of the college game and some of that stuff for the. It Which could is be a tempo. big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. 
Uh, you could connect with all these younger kids like he did at Georgia. You know, Stetson Bennett wins back-to-back national championships. We don't believe he was an NFL quarterback, but he won with them. You just think, like, would like I would talk to Todd Munkin. If I was Carolina, I'd, I'd ask permission, you know, like whenever John Harb or whenever you're, ever you're allowed. I don't want to disrupt the season for Baltimore. But I would ask permission to talk to Todd Munkin. I, lo- I love it. Because I think the guy has a command. <clears throat> I think the guy knows how to speak to an entire team. I think he's won well, that, a lot of levels. That's an offensive guy that actually – I'll give you another off to and I shouldn't be, you know, uh, anti-offense because it's that's stupid. But Shane Steichen, what he's done in Indianapolis – Look, I just got done watching. But he also has a personality besides, yeah. you know, he, he's not just into let he's me just build ball. an offense. And Sirianni's the same way. Like, if you look at Sirianni, he's great in front of a team. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's no question. Um, but yeah, Shane, Shane, the Colts were six and five. You know, I mean, they they played really well against Tampa. They ran the ball really well defensively. They really, their, their defense line is is getting hungry. Um, they're they're doing Zaire Franklin, Philadelphia kid, leads them like he's their leader on defense. So he's, Shane's doing a good job. You know, six and five. It's early still, but um, you know, but I mean, you like in shoot as your starter. I mean, but I look, I, I suffered that big injury. But I, I, but so let me ask you this though. Let's just say, you know, Carolina's got a, um, they got a sign in the front yard. You know, coaches wanted. Is it an attractive job, or are they all like? There's a like, you know, there's a cliche out there. They're all attractive. There's only thirty two of them. But some jobs, you're just going there. It's it's, it's going to be impossible to turn it around. We well, all think about, you know, the owner's got a lot of money, and he's got a lot of expectations, and and he should. But patience, like I go back to, uh, and listen, I'm wearing the Nebraska hoodie, right? So I go back to Matt Rule, and when Matt was there, I just think he needed a little more leeway to get the quarterback yeah. and not get pre- – see, too many guys get pressured into the quarterback, right? Like if you don't get the quarterback, then, you know, you see it. It just goes around. You got no chance. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So you got to give guys and not force them to panic – like, Sam Darnold was a panic, you know, let me, you know, sweat to go get the quarterback. Well, I mean, if you look at, well, I mean, there is a philosophy, I believe, that don't don't panic to get the quarterback. There's stopgap guys all the time. Build your team. Keep building your team. Use your assets. But you get, have to have an owner that's on board with that, right? Like, that's the problem. Like, the, and that's the problem with Tepper is that, you know, is he going to give you that time? I mean, look, I don't know. We don't. We don't know what happened with Frank, but Frank, you got you get booted in your first year, right? Like you don't even get a chance mm-hmm. to kind of build something. He's a rookie quarterback. Like yeah. you, you don't have weapons. You, you know, I mean, there's a lot that need that thing needs to be rebuilt, and you blow your guy out after uh, in, your, in his first year. I don't know. It seems like that's a guy that that would scare me. To work for because I don't know if he's going to give but, me well, here's what enough you don't, time. But here's what you don't know about owners. Like, who is in his ear? Like, who's – like, David Tepper doesn't know the game, okay? So, it's not his fault. But, you know, he's, he's probably listening to people out there going, boy, they don't run any RPOs. You know, they could do this like the college yeah. game. Like, you don't know. And then he's like – then he's double-checking with other – like, all of a sudden, there's like this uh, – you know, like there's this – Outside investigation about what we're doing. Are we doing the right thing? And you don't know who they're listening to. Yeah. You just don't. Scott Fitterer, we'll see if he's safe. 
you know, Scott Fitter is safe. He's the general manager. Um, you know, he hired the coaches. Um, they went on board with it. They were on board with the quarterback. They did their diligence on all of them. So um, it's, it, it, it doesn't look like an attractive job to me if the owner has blown out two head coaches in a short period of time. They've had six coaches since Tepper's taken over. Six. Like, a lot of them are interim coaches. They got six six guys have been blown out. Well, that's what scares me about it. When you said coaches wanted, like, do you really want to go there? I, I don't know. Now, and you also have a reclamation project with Bryce Young. Like, I don't know that he could be, you know, is he a guy that you could salvage? I mean, if you're Carolina, you got to try. But if if I'm a coach, if I'm a quarterback whisperer, I, I'm, I'm not going to risk guys. my but look, but look at all these guys on, at the top of him. the draft. Mitch Trubisky, Zach Wilson. You just go through the list of them. Like, there's been it, all the coaches Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Like, you know, San Francisco would be in – they'd be in hell right now if Brock Purdy didn't work out. You know, like, they would be coming to Philadelphia as looking like it's going to be the um, – it, It's it's amazing where – like, we you, we touched on this the other day, and I – I, just, I so love it. You gave me a great book idea. You and I are going to co-author the book. Okay. Um, I'll write it. All, all right. right. And we'll just report it together. Uh, the, the thing that I love is where to find the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you know, we bring up uh, Wentz, who was uh, that draft of Goff and Wentz up top. Yep. And look what happened there. I mean, look at week, year in, year, at, year, in, year, in, year out when it comes to these quarterbacks. Go back all the way to Jamarcus Russell and mm-hmm. Ryan Leaf yep. and – you know all these names from the past that just just never panned out, and they were top of the top of the draft guys. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, literally just fizzled. And it, it, then the question becomes, and this is the question: it's not a, a an unfair question for Bryce Young, but how much time do you give him? I know. You know, do you say, well, like, are you going to give like it's just to say Zach Wilson? Okay, you going to give him another year after what we just watched for? you know, three years. Like, I don't, I don't know if you could do that. Like the fan base, like you, you I know you can't listen to the fans, but something's got to tell but you. Sometimes a guy doesn't have, like you see it. Like yeah. You see the guy doesn't have it. Like Zach Wilson just doesn't have it. Now maybe he goes somewhere else, but I would not want to take a flyer on Zach Wilson. Like he just doesn't look like he's got it. He looks frail. He looks small. He you looks, know, he, like Bryce you know, feels the same way. Doesn't look like he has you know, it. looks like he has it to me. And it's still early. Is Jordan Love? Yes, he looks like he has it to me. Well, I, and it went back, and if you remember, you and I texted about this. This is well before we did the show last year, because I go, "Bully, Jordan Love, he came in for Rogers, and he had Rogers mannerisms. Like he looked like Rogers on the like everything I, I was, from taking a snap to his ball mechanics to the releases. Like even his movement, I was like, "Why look like?" He looked like Aaron on the move. Yeah, throwing on the he's move. He's got a he's got a big time NFL arm. I, uh, I I agree. I think he I think he got it. I, I I mean he just like I know he's he's struggled in some games this year, but I've seen him play great in some games. I mean, Thanksgiving he was awesome. Like it was just an awesome early in the game. year. He was good. He was very good early in the year. So and Thanksgiving he's got no Musgrave, so none of his tight end is out. Yeah, right. Like you know he's been in and out. Like, their weapons have been in and out. I mean, and they're kids. Yeah, no he's Aaron got Jones. Old, and he's got old kids. Yeah, he's got, I mean, he threw a touchdown to Tucker Craft. He was, you know, their third-round pick, you know, tight end. Uh, Jaden Reed has been outstanding. 
their second round pick out of Michigan State, uh, Dontavious Wicks. Like, you know, I, you watch Jordan Love and you go, there, there's a lot there. There's, there's a poise. And, and Watson's got there's, speed. Watson's got is a big time target, right? Like he's, he's, he's been a in and out of the lineup. If he stays healthy and just matures a little bit, like mm-hmm. he's a that kick of that kick is a defense. Weapon. I just did an interview with Rashawn Gary uh, just uh, yeah. today. We did something with Rashawn, and um, you know he's a Jersey kid, Michigan. Yeah. So we were talking about you know Michigan's win, but um, they're playing defensively. They're playing a lot better, and Rashawn is a hell of a football player, and he's healthy. As a year a year ago, he tore his ACL. So uh, he's all the way back, and he's having a good season. But, like, that's just a team, you know. I mean, you go into Detroit, and you take them apart like they did. Like, that that should raise your eye. And you, and you play as well as he did at quarterback. Like, that's you, – you can say there's a lot there to build with. I, I'm with you. All right, so let's, let's dive into the Packers because that's a team that I really want to get into. All right, Packers, like you said it uh, – it's going to be a great game. Sunday night, Lambeau. I, I, this is the NFL. Like, I, 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 we love the NFL. Sunday night, December 3rd. <gasps> oh, I saw the some snow. Flurries. Did you see the snow uh, Saturday? Well, what was that? Uh, Iowa State? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. The whole field was covered. Yeah. Kansas was, State. Kansas State, Kansas Iowa State. State. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was fantastic. Bill Snyder's family stadium. Yes. 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 I've done yes. games there in the snow before. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, maybe someday we get a little snow at Lambeau, which is awesome. Chiefs and the Packers, and that's, you know, just, that's football at its core. Well, I remember doing the Packers-Chiefs game the last time they played. And it was the only start for Jordan Love prior to this year. And it was because Aaron Rodgers had COVID. So, um, Jordan Love started that day at Kansas City. Now, he he was a rookie or a second year, but I think he was a rookie. They could have had the ball 100 times they weren't scoring a touchdown. Like, it was way too big. But, you know, that's okay. I mean, it's just somebody will bring that up during the broadcast on Sunday night, uh, you know, his first start, and he'll probably talk about it and how far he's come. But I remember his college coach at Utah State was Matt Wells. And Matt Wells ended up leaving Utah State, and he went to Texas Tech, and I, I got to know Matt. And when the draft came and people were talking about Jordan Love, you know, being a first-round pick and all this, I called Matt. I go, you you recruited him, you coached him. You tell me, Matt. What 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 are we looking at? He goes, well, he he he's got first round talent. He can he can play in the NFL. He just needs time to learn. He needs time to sit and to learn. Like he's not ready right now, but he can be. You know, the, he was talking about level of competition, all the stuff that he had to deal with. But um, he said he he he's going to be an NFL player. Just whoever takes him, they got to be patient. So they they waited three years. It's amazing. It, it, it would work out if it's Packers, right? Star, Favre, Rodgers. Like, you know, there's some teams that just have that continuum yeah. at positions. Bears have middle linebackers. You know, it just there's just certain things. And the Packers, if this, you know, pans out over the next five, ten years, like that, that, that stretch is just going to be uh, unparalleled. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at Green Bay now. Uh, five and six. Remember, they had that stretch where they lost four in a row mm-hmm. and a couple heartbreakers too. They lost to, uh, if you remember, they lost to to the Raiders. Seventeen mm-hmm. thirteen was an ugly game. They couldn't do much. They lost to Denver. Nineteen mm-hmm. seventeen. Yep. They've been in games. Um, 
You know, they lost at Pittsburgh 23-19. That was a close game. So they've been in games. And, of course, they're coming off the big win uh, on Thanksgiving. They're 5-6, and six, home Kansas City. Then look at let's look at their schedule. They're at the Giants. Well, here, before you read the rest of the schedule, if they find a way to beat Kansas City and get to 6-6, six and six, it doesn't matter who who's on the schedule. They have a chance to beat every one of those teams. Like this, you go in, into Detroit on Thanksgiving – and take them apart yeah, like they the did. Opportunity. And you get Kansas City coming to you 10 days later, and you somehow beat the Chiefs against that defense and that coach that started his career in Green Bay. All those storylines, right? You can write them all, right? And um, all that stuff. Everybody on that schedule, you know, should fear Green Bay. Yeah. Because then they've got a three-game streak, and they just beaten Detroit and Kansas City, two of the best teams in their conferences. Um you know, they're going to feel pretty good about themselves. Uh, all right. So the rest of their schedule goes like okay, this. Let's yeah, look Gi- at it, Giants. right? At the Giants, mm-hmm. Tampa at home, at Carolina, at Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then home Chicago. Okay. I mean, they got a chance to get in. This is it. I mean, if they, get, if they lose to Kansas City and they're 5-7, and seven, they're on the outside, okay, with four games to go. But, you know... Teams have won the final four to get in. Um, the Giants might have done it last year. But anyways, uh, this game. They get and, the, six and, and the back six, part of they, the NFC is not strong. Well, you, you get to six and six this week, and you put up, you find a way to beat the Chiefs. Like, that's going to be, um, no, that, that's going to send a message to the whole league. You said, you know what's, you know what's interesting? You said, I asked you the question yesterday, which was, hey, give me a team that's, like off the radar, unlikely that has a chance to make a run. And in the NFC, you said Green Bay. Yeah. Well, because of the way they're playing. But if and you want to get healthy. But you, if you look at them defensively right now, like Joe Barry has been around this league a long time. He's the defensive coordinator. Um, you know, they're, they're, ta- they're taking the ball away, you know, at a, at a good rate right now. They've, you know, Jared Goff hadn't lost a fumble all year. Yeah. All year. And on Thanksgiving, he lost three. Now, Rashawn Gary's playing at a high level. Preston Smith, um, you know, you look at the guys. Kenny Clark is a great player. They got a front. The secondary, I mean, whoever, Valentine, Jonathan Owens, everybody they put back there played good the other day. Um, they let Rasul Douglas go because they thought they were good. And then, you know, Jair Alexander got hurt. But they'll get Jair back, Savage back. They'll get these guys back. Um, they're, they're playing. Look, if you look at how many points they've given up, Oh, in the last five or six weeks, like the score has been down every week. Uh, well, you know what's interesting too, and and you're right about this, but they've lost. They're five and six. They've lost four games by four points or less. Mm-hmm. Four points or less. Yeah. Well, I mean, they lost Atlanta twenty five twenty four. They're going to get Aaron Jones back. Yeah. You know, Musgrave will be back. You know, so they look. They 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 had seventeen guys on the injury report the other day. It didn't make a difference. But I think Matt Lafleur can coach. Like, I, I just think, think he's I a agree. Good coach. I think you're right. And to go to, go to your point about their defense and what they're doing, they've allowed. You ready? Since let's go from the bye week on, mm-hmm. right? Because they had the bye week. Uh, from the bye week on, they had uh, 17 to Vegas, 19 to Denver, 24 to Minnesota. That's that, the most, right? Three against the Rams, uh, 23 against Pittsburgh, 20 against the Chargers. And 22 against that great offense with Detroit. Hmm. That's, no, that's good defense. No, they're, 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 they've steadily proved. And 
Like, nobody's talking about them, although they're a top 10 defense right now. Like, I think, I think the latest rankings from points given up, I think they cracked the top 10. Yeah. They, uh, they're actually at 10 right now. Yeah, I mean, look at so, that. So, you know, you're, you, know you, you look at the defenses in that division right now, and honestly, Minnesota's a top 10 defense, and Green Bay's a top 10 defense, and Chicago has improved immeasurably. The one defense that you don't trust is Detroit's. So uh, that leads us into our next topic, defense, and how defense is suddenly ruling. You know, we, we were talking about the Monday night game, and right away, it's, you know, it's Bears and Vikings, and people are going, ew, that was an ugly game. Yeah, I but heard for that us, It was a 12-10 game, and it came down to final two and a half minutes, and Justin Fields takes his team down, makes two great throws to D.J. Moore to get him in field goal range to win at 12-10. Honestly, I, I heard all of this stuff. Oh, how do they put that on TV? That's First time since 1933, a team wins with just without uh, well, just field goals without a touchdown? Uh, it was like some, I don't know some crazy that. stat. I shouldn't bring it up. <clears throat> but, but, I, but, you know, yeah, the like they didn't score a touchdown. But you watch the Vikings play defense. And honestly, I mean, like when I was watching it this morning, because I was like, if I'm Justin Fields, okay, and they're giving me all this junk, Pre-snap, I don't know what they're going to be. I love Flores, by the way. He is a great coach. So, because the the good thing, the the thing that makes him great is this, is you can throw a lot of junk up there at the line of scrimmage. Everybody can draw the stuff up. All right, zero blitzes. All you, you can do all this stuff. It's one thing to do it. It's another thing not to break down on the back end where there's miscommunication. Oh, I thought you were covering that flat. I thought you had that deep third. You don't see that from them. Like, they're in position. And so, uh, if you're Justin Fields and you're, you're dropping back and you're like, well, they've just, they've, they've just completely boxed this side of the field. There's nothing there. Now, what's back on my weak side here? I better get out of the pocket and start. And then they got a spy on you. Like, they, they, they make things tough on quarterbacks. Minnesota's playing great defense. And, you know, Daniil Hunter is a candidate for the – Defensive player of the year. Oh, my God. He's Harrison so Smith yeah. and Cam Bynum are great safeties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this kid, Josh Metellus, yeah. number 44, all he did was, like, just crack heads. Like, I'm not doing that in, a, like, a vicious way, but no, he was no, just no. fucking yeah. cracking. He was cracking bodies the whole game. So, I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I know people go, they freak out because points are down and stuff. And I go, the beauty of the game is how defensive coordinators have adjusted and, and really, in the great chess match, those of us that love the game, and this is why you're here, because we love it, you love it, and we gather every day to share our love with it. And part of the love is defense. Yeah. Like there, it, All the rules are written for the offense. Yes. Okay, all the innovation comes from the offense, but there's a ton of innovation coming defensively. Almost like, really, almost nobody, the Bears do more than anybody. But almost nobody plays with three linebackers anymore. The Bears do, depending on the formation. A lot of teams only play with one linebacker. You know, the Eagles basically played a dime defense the entire year last year on the way to the Super Bowl. Um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was like their dime linebacker. The Dallas Cowboys right now are playing a dime defense. You know, Marquise Bell, a free agent of Florida A&M, is their linebacker. He's a great player. But they're undersized. They're there to cover. It's a passing league. They're there to, to chase quarterbacks, to, um, to, to basically 
whatever zones you're in, like the speed just shrinks those holes in the zone. And so the Cowboys, look, Deron Bland, I mean, they've, they've led the league in takeaways two years in a row. I don't know if they're going to get there this year. But speed is coveted more than a lot of the positions that we're used to seeing. But you know what's so interesting? And this is why I kind of really love, and I think there's a great story here that we, we should actually, we could do a whole show on it, I think we should, um, which is the different styles of defense. Yes. Like, it's almost like mirrored, right? Like, we always saw the different styles of offense, and they run the ball, and spread you out, and go, big shot. But defensively, you look at Baltimore, right? With those beasts at linebacker. You look at Cleveland with the dogs up front, right? You brought up Dallas and that speed and how they flow to the football. Like, look at Kansas City and what Kansas City's done with those D-backs and Spags and, you know, you got Chris Jones and then you got the D-backs coming at you. Like, these are all different Yeah, Buffalo's a zone. They don't let the ball go over their head. I mean, went over their head at the end of the game last week. But it's hard to get the ball over their head. And, look, Miami, it was a horrible loss to Jalen Phillips. Just terrible loss. Yeah. But, like, that defense, they can do a lot of different things. You look at what Denver is doing. They lead the league in takeaways, cuz. Yeah. They lead the league in takeaways. This was a team that gave up 70 points in week four. Um, they have 16 takeaways in their last five wins. They're 5-0. and oh. Like, their defense right now is playing as well as anybody. And they've got, they've got guys that know how to take the ball away. And they're just giving extra bats. Russell Wilson doesn't have to do anything fancy. Couple of, you know, like heroic throws, but there's a team. That's a team that's nowhere near the top 25 in defense. No. Yet you watch what they're doing right now. Like they just they took the ball away from Cleveland three times. They just shut them down. They shut Kansas City down. They finally beat them. They took the ball away from Kansas City five times and beat the Chiefs. Like they're a feared team right now. So like we we, we can look at but defense. You're right though. We talk about different offensive systems. We don't talk enough about you know, we go four three three four, but that's not even a, that's not even a, a distinction no, because anymore. everybody's in nickel everybody's dime. in multiple yeah. fronts. It's what you're doing with your pieces right yes. now. Yes, and like Spags, just if you get, the closer you get to the goal line, the more Spags is coming after you. Like he's just not going to let you no. set your feet, go through progressions, find the open receiver. He, it's so fascinating to watch. Now you know it, it's it's no coincidence. That when you look at the top teams, look who who are there. So our, here's the top ten, and let's talk about it. Niners are at the top nine number, and three, right? Are number one defense, eight and three right now. The number one defense. They're eight and three. They've won three in a row. Um, Jacksonville got all the three points on them, you and know? that's a great offense. And that's a very good offense. They scored three points against them. They've gotten 15 sacks in the last three games and 28 quarterback hits. Mm-hmm. Chase Young came. Nick Bosa's awake. Hargrave's woken up. They're covering better in the back end. I, I I showed a picture the other day of them against Seattle on Thanksgiving. Geno Smith drops back, and they're in uh, cover one, man coverage. And literally, you, I couldn't put my American Express credit card between the coverage man and the receiver. There was no there was no separation anywhere. And Geno's holding the ball, waiting for somebody to uncover, and here comes the rush. Yeah. Oh. Baltimore. Okay, nine. number two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look at look at the record. They're nine and three. They got they got the bye after they beat the Chargers. Look what they just did to Justin Herbert. All right, they they play a matchup zone. Yeah, they play yeah, a matchup yeah. zone. Yeah. So like they they're at the line of scrimmage, and they're always moving. You know, they're stemming. Kyle Hamilton is down. You know, Roquan's in the line of scrimmage. 
Genevieve's like is, is like going from one side to the other side, and then the ball snapped and boom, they go. And they they flood these zones, they match you up. Um, the quarterback doesn't know what you're doing until the ball snapped. Pre-snap, you don't know what they're doing. And so it's very difficult. They're they're playing great defense and they're sacking the quarterback. We talked about Spags and the Chiefs and it's funny because they're the third-ranked uh, defense in the NFL, and they're the reason why they're winning. I mean, it's mind-boggling to think it, but it's they're yeah, winning we, off their defense, not Mahomes and Kelsey, but their defense. Well, we, we had Andy on, and yeah. we, we told Andy, you know, for the first time in your career, Andy, we're talking more about your defense than your offense and your MVP quarterback because the defense in every game has gotten given them a chance to win every game. Dallas is uh, your fourth-ranked defense. Mm -hmm. They're a big play defense. They, they they feast off turnovers. Yeah. They've got defensive touchdowns. Obviously, Duran Bland's got four of them. They feast. They've got seven defensive touchdowns. Like they feast off turnovers and splash plays. Yeah. All right. You can run the ball on them. Arizona did. They got beat. The Eagles ran it pretty good on them. Like there's some deficiencies in the defense, but they when when the, when the big plays are happening, the tip balls, the interceptions, the forced fumbles, Mike is going off. Like they're tough. They're tough to beat. All right, tomorrow, don't miss it, because tomorrow we will dive deep into the Cowboys and whether or not you trust them, right? We'll talk about that tomorrow. Pittsburgh uh, is up there. reason why <clears throat> that they're still alive is not because of that offense, and all due respect to Matt Canada, who everybody's celebrating his demise, uh, but their defense is legit. They got, two, they, got, they got three rookies on defense. Joey Porter Jr. is starting now. Like, they put him on Jamar Chase the other day. Like, he had no he problem. Did a good job. Now, look, I, I mean, remember, Shake Browning played yeah. quarterback. I get yeah. I, Okay, so I'm not, I'm, like, yeah. I'm not going crazy. But, like, like, he lined up on Jamar Chase. He didn't look like he was had any qualms about, like, you know, jamming him to the line of scrimmage. It was a good battle. Uh, Keanu Benton has been playing nose tackle for him. You know, he was a kid out of Wisconsin. He's played excellent. You know, it, 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 they've got a good rotation in there with – uh, Cam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi. Then, you know, TJ leads the league in sacks right now. Uh, you know, they've, they, so they've got a good front. And then, you know, they've, they've, they've added some young kids that are helping them out. You know what's interesting, Baldy, is that the number six defense in the NFL mm -hmm. is the Bills. Mm -hmm. And the Bills and everybody, oh, no, that the Bills, they need to fire Sean McDermott and I'm screaming, are you crazy? When you have a good coach, you ride with that with a good coach. And Sean handles the defense. Mm -hmm. And I think, I look at that defense, and listen, I know Sunday it became a shootout. It became what it was. But, we, but week in, week out. Yeah, but you also forget, like, they kept Miami down. They shut Miami down. They won a big game. Exactly. You know, so, like, their their defense, like, it's it's a little bit bend but don't break. There's a little bit of that to it. Um, they're not giving up the big plays. You get, you, you know, you can run it on them because their safeties are going to play high. But you know, Taron Johnson is an incredible football player. This Terrell, um, you know, their middle linebacker right now is playing at a high level. He had an interception against the Eagles. Um, I'm waiting for Von Miller to to really get going. You know, he knows when it's like time. It might start this week. But Rousseau and Miller and AJS Epinesa, like I, I, I still believe in that defense. Uh, the number seven. Terrell Bernard. I, I, I blanked on Terrell's name. So the the uh, number seven defense is a defense. You know the shame of it is, they're hurt more by the quarterback play, because 
They're a dynamic defense, Cleveland. and that's Cleveland. Yeah. Well, here's what Schwartz will do. I, lo- I mean, First I of all, Miles Garrett got hurt the other day, yeah. so we got to see. Like, I don't know how bad it is. Um, that's a, that's a huge loss if he misses any time. But they play so much man defense. Like they they trust Denzel Ward, Newsom. Um, you know their their corners. They just they just trust them, and they're good. They're really good. That's how they beat San Francisco. They challenge you, and and then they get after you with their front. They're 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 still a very very they can they can ride a long ways with that defense. Now this is fascinating because the one team you don't see up there is the team with the best record in football, and that is the Eagles. The Eagles are ranked twentieth in the league in defense, and is that the the reason why when you talk to you, you go, hmm, are they vulnerable when the playoffs come? Because can you trust? Really, the back the back seven of their defense. Yeah, everybody loves or back six really because they play a lot of five man front. But they love their the D line. I mean, the D line is a playmaking D line. We love Carter, Jordan Davis against the run. He showed up. You know, BG still got it right. Like they still sweat. I mean, it's a good front. It may not be last year's front, but I I, I love Carter and we loved. What well, I mean, you do. look at them like, you know, the Washington Commanders took them to overtime, scored 31. You know, there's teams that are putting up points on them. They have not – they have broken down repeatedly in the secondary. They, they did the other day against zero, Blitz Zero, you know, and Gabe Davis got behind Slay. They just threw – I mean, if, if they're in, on the same page between Josh Allen and Gabe Davis, the Eagles don't win that game. Um, Dallas went up and down the field on them. They have given up a lot of big plays. And the rush, they had 70 sacks last year. They're still getting there. Hassan is still having a good year. Josh Sweat is still a problem. But, you know, they missed what Hargrave gave them last year. Maybe Jalen will do that. Carter will do that in the second half of the season. Uh, he played the most snaps he's played in the game against Buffalo. Um, but they're not, they're not getting after the quarterback the way they did a year ago. And the back end, because there's been so much change, at safety, at nickelback, um, they 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 their communication isn't where it needs to be right now, and they're vulnerable. Like this is, we'll get into San Francisco, but if you make a mistake yeah, against the Forty Niners, the rematch of the NFC Championship game is going to be interesting. If you make a mistake against this Brock Purdy, like first of all, he's fearless to begin with, but if you make a mistake on the back end, he's going to find it, and so that's. You know, that's, that's what I'm, I mean, you can say, okay, the Eagles find a way. All right, that's true. But they have too many games where they just, you know, they've surrendered a lot of points. I know. I just, I find myself going still one loss, right? Like one Look, loss. I mean, there's, there's something about that. There's no doubt. And they're going through a gauntlet right now, right? Yeah. You call it the gauntlet. It's the gauntlet. I, I, I talked to Lane Johnson today. And he's like, you know, I mean, it's Dallas, it's Buffalo, it's San Francisco, it's Dallas. Like, it's on. Like, you're going to get battle tested. Like, yeah, really, at the end of the day, look, if the best record gets them home field advantage, it's a two-game season. That's all that matters, yeah. It's two-game season. Like, yeah. that's what Howie wants. That's what yeah. the players want. Yeah. Um, they could, But this, this game going to determine a lot about that. We're going to find a lot about the Eagles in the postseason. It's so interesting. They're 20. Like, you go, wow, the Eagles are 20 in defense. But then it kind of like you look at their back end, and it kind of makes sense that way, mm-hmm. you know. But and but but you know, and they're not taking the ball away. 
You know, the, no, the, that's you're so right. The interceptions aren't there. The big plays but aren't talent. there. I mean, Slay. Yeah, Byer. Like Byer, I love. We just talked to him. I love getting his brain, and he's just getting integrated. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's ability there. And they got a new defense coordinator. He's gambling yeah. a lot more. They're blitzing a lot more this year. Yeah. You know, I like to see them because they're, they're sending the mic a lot. They're they're they're, they're doing, a lot of six man pressures. Yeah, which I, leaves you one on one. Like you know, the throw that they missed to Gabe Davis was a blitz zero. Yeah. They, they came with seven. Yeah, <clears throat> so they they did that a lot against Kansas City, and they got to Mahomes and affected him. They didn't get the deep balls uh, down the field against them. So they're they're not afraid to do that. I always felt like with Gannon, they because the front was so good, they didn't need to do it. Um, but you're seeing decide now. You know it, it's good when you get there and you disrupt them. It's not good if you get big plays against you. Yeah, yeah. All right, defense, love it. All right, remember, do us a favor, subscribe to our podcast, and and more than that, share it. You know, we're all football junkies. Tell your friends about it. This is a new show, and we started middle of the season. We love it. We get prime guests on. Right, we watch the film. We give you the insight. There's no bias. We just love the sport, and we're just talking about. We treat the sport. all 32 the same. All 32 teams are treated equally here, inside the the All City All Football podcast here. So, like, if you're a fan of, you know, pick a team. If you're a fan of the Carolina Panthers, we'll talk about the Carolina Panthers. It might not be pretty right now, but we'll talk about them. Yeah, just share it. All right, like us, subscribe to us, and share it. And we thank you. All right. Tomorrow, the Cowboys. We'll talk about them, preview the big Thursday night game, and uh, Baldy's favorite meats of the week. So that's all coming up tomorrow on the podcast. See you then. Thanks.